Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey guys, I'm Travis Cronin, and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Well, today is not like any other day. Today we are looking back on not just this week, but to the year of all of the hottest, weirdest, and most jaw-dropping celebrity moments of 2020. But one thing hasn't changed this week. I'm still surrounded by two of the quickest-witted snap peas in the biz, queen of beauty and style and mother to many plants, Gwen Flamberg. Well, hello. And the queen of ga- the queen of Bachelor Nation and mother to Machine Gun Kelly fandom, Sarah Huron. Wow, a title I never knew I would have, but 2020 has surprised us all. It is. Well, what is there to say about 2020? Here on the Hot Hollywood Podcast, we love that the most reliable constant in the chaos has been celebrity gossip. Celebs are proving that even in a lockdown, they are still down to clown. While we're <laughs> washing our hands, Tom Girardi is washing dirty money. We're getting nose swabs, they're getting nose jobs. We're in quarantine, JLo has been getting quarantoned. We're watching Netflix and Brian Austin Green is getting pissed. We watched Tiger King and Blake finally gave Gwen the ring. We have had celebrity empires torn down, royals fleeing across the pond, taking only their babies, princess, and Louis Vuitton luggage, our favorite aunt becoming the leader of a prison gang, babies, engagements, and sad passings. Oh my. But before we get into all of the celebrity gossip of 2020 and all of our favorite moments, let us set some intentions. This is not going to be a regular intention just for the week. This is a full-blown New Year's resolution or year intention we have for a celebrity, something we need to see more of or definitely need to see less of. Sarah Huron, kick us off with your New Year's resolution slash year-long intention. My intention is for Erica Jane, which I know we're going to get into, but I would like her in 2021 to rewrite her book, The Pretty Mess, and tell us what really happened. Because as we're learning, there's a lot more to Tom and Erica's marriage that we didn't know. And I read that book and it could have been a lot better. So I would like her to rewrite the book and maybe sell it for a um, fictionalized version because I know we're not going to get the truth on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Thank you and good night. Oh my God, Shady. My friend Brian Moylan wrote that book for her and I will let him know you want to follow up with the real yeah, deal. And I know that and I read his Vulture recaps. He's hilarious. And there was definitely certain insights into her life, including their early days. But everything that has happened that we know now, I feel as though we were gypped of the truth. I do too. And Erica built herself as such a real person. I felt like she was honest and candid all the time. And now they have like possibly an open marriage and are holding money out from widows. Good intention, Sarah. I agree with you. Gwen Flamberg, who is your New Year's resolution-y, intention-long-year-y situation for? 
I have two, Trav. Okay. And I'm going to stay on brand with these. My Love first intention that. is for Mr. Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. 2020 was an interesting year for him. He entered into a new relationship. It might have been with someone who is in an open relationship. But, you know, he's sort of like Brad got his groove on. You know, he got his groove back. And my intention for him for 2021 is to just remain sober. Don't lean into that rage. Just stay as you are right now. Find someone who is not already married to somebody else. And and now, like, you know, get into a real relationship and live your best life. And just know that there is a petite redhead in New York City who is really interested in co-parenting with you. <laughs> Call me, Brad Pitt. Okay, my other intention. Wait, let us guess who it is. It's for Meghan Markle. It is for Meghan Markle, Trav. Yeah. How did you know? Wild guess. All right, so for 2021, I would like you, Megan, formerly the Duchess of Sussex, because I won't use your title since you ripped your husband away from his family and his obligation to people. My intention for you is to give Travis Cronin what he wants, make some of your content GD entertaining to quench your insatiable thirst with some more like media thing, you know, might be giving back to charity and making the world a better place, but also just giving you the attention that you crave. That's my that's my intention. Oh my god! Keep it well, real. Let's hope Megan Megan hears it. My intention is for uh, the princess of pop, Miss Britney Spears. My intention is that she gets her estate back from her dad, Jamie Lynn Spears, and has whomever running it who actually cares about her and she's allowed to perform and actually go on stage because there's clearly been a shout into the void from her Instagram story of her interpretive modern dancing, which was my highlight of 2020. And she clearly wants to be on the stage dancing for her fans, i.e. me. And my intention is that Britney Spears gets back on the stage and we see less peasant blouse tops and we see more No, I want to see the peasant blouse tops. I would like her Uh, to perform... In the peasant blouses. Oh my god! In fact, she could do a whole interpretive dance with each one of the peasant blouses. It'd be great. Okay, I wouldn't mind that as like a small section in the show, actually. But I feel like I've seen enough peasant blouses for 2020. We can leave them there. 2021, maybe just add some rhinestones to it. It'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Well, let us get into some of the happy news of 2020, and we'll talk about little babies. So all of the celebrities, you know, that have had babies this week, I think the most uh, shocking year. for us. Oh, yeah, I thank you. Um, of all of the babies that have born this year in 2020, I think the most shocking was uh, Cameron Diaz. The news broke like right when 2020 started that Cameron Diaz had welcomed a baby with Benji Madden uh, via surrogate. And I think that was the most surprising one. But a lot of other ladies, you know, surprised us with theirs Nicki Minaj, Jessica Beale, Michelle Williams, not of Destiny's Child, Katy Perry, Gigi Hadid, the Bella Twins, and Anderson. Cooper and of course Sophie Turner. Do you guys have any baby standout memories that you were just so excited someone was pregnant or I mean probably wouldn't be horrified. Let's hope not. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are my favorite couple of the moment Um, and I'm really happy that they added a little girl to their family and I think it's so fun that Kevin Jonas has little girls. I'm sure Nick and Priyanka are working on it. I don't know. I have a feeling they want to have children too and I just am obsessed with the Jonas Brothers and their comeback even though it was 2019 continued to 
give me joy in 2020. So I'm happy that they had a kid. Um, Katy Perry, I feel like, has always wanted kids. It was nice to see her give birth. And Gigi Hadid and Zayn also really threw me for a loop. That might have been my most shocking. It was very shocking. You know, they really like kept it real which I appreciate for a young couple, you know, they kept what they wanted private, private, and they, you know, gave us a little bit of information when they wanted to in a very healthy way. I absolutely am obsessed with Anderson Cooper's baby. I was actually one of the lucky few who was just watching CNN that night when he announced his baby, Wyatt was, you know, part of his new family. And it was just so heartwarming and amazing. I also, you know, have been really into Emily Ratajkowski's surprise pregnancy, you guys, because oh, no. nobody has bump style like Emrata. A lot of skin, a lot of visible bumpage. If you want to see all the looks, of course, you know what to do. Go to usmagazine.com slash stylish. Oh, my God. Maybe my favorite mode of 2020 is usmagazine.com slash stylish. Yeah, we can't end the podcast in 2020 <laughs> without more plugs for usmagazine.com slash stylish. Just wouldn't be right. Uh, it wouldn't be right. And maybe check out the Bachelors Here for the Right Reasons podcast. Too. I don't know. Maybe. I heard it was pretty good. And I heard all the episodes recapping season 16 of The Bachelorette are must listen. And then, of course, we'll be back when Matt James season comes on January 4th. So, like, go check it out. Leave five stars. I don't know. Well, when I think of The Bachelor, I think of famous splits. So let's go through with some of the biggest celebrity names who have called it quits this year. A tiny in memoriam package to their, you know, love that has been lost. Uh, Rihanna and Hassan Jamil, Christina and Onstead, Julianne Hoch and Brooks Leitch, I think was one of the most surprising. Brad Pitt and Nicole per- Poor Tulaski, Brad Pitt and Nicole, Jennifer Garner and Burger King, John Miller, <laughs> Megan Fox, Brian Austin Green, Demi Lovato and Max, Jennifer Hudson's and Austin Butler, exclusive to us. Vanessa Hudgens or Jennifer Hudgens. <laughs> uh, Vanessa Hudgens and Austin Butler, which was exclusive to us, and Diana Agron and Winston Marshall. Um, Gwen Flamberg, what sticks out for you for those splits? Did any tug at your heartstrings? Were you so excited about some of them? Well, obviously, I was extremely excited when I finally learned that Brad Pitt was free of Nicole Pertolewski, who is married to an older man. Um, You know, other than that, I really was just mourning the loss of most of my life in 2020, Travis, as I have sat in my apartment the entire time. Yeah, yeah, that'll that's going around these days. Sarah Huron, what are you? I mean, I think the one that shocked me, and I think you the most, is Julianne Huff and Brooks. I think that was like the messiest back and forth, bisexual, curious, you know, desert trips for, you know, a third eye vision quest sort of messy breakup. I these two were a wild ride to go on since the end of 2019 into 2020. So I'm happy they at least got some resolution. For me, the biggest shocks were I mean, this Demi Lovato Max whirlwind romance was just a plot twist, a plot twist, a plot twist began and ended all in quarantine. You can't beat that. But also shocking to me was the bachelor splits. Going back to that, I mean, JP and Ashley, first, one of the biggest bachelor divorces ever, second ever and probably biggest ever and Colton and Cassie split that turned into a legal battle was just wild to me pretty major never gonna bachelor nation will never be the same after stalking claims and allegations of sticking a tracking device under your car oh my god do you think he's like healed Sarah now with 2020 going into 2021 is anyone gonna feel comfortable dating him yes Colton I don't know I mean the restraining order has been dropped important to note (laughs) 
Right. Um, he has cleared, wiped his Instagram clean and has yet to post or do anything since this all started all going started down, down in like September. Um, he's supposed to have a new chapter of his book coming out in 2021, but I don't know if that's still going to be published. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> Me too. I think I remember from 2020, I got to give Colton um, some spray tan lessons and how to apply an even coat on his skin. And that was one of my highlights. So you're welcome, Colton. And I haven't seen any streaks or spots, so good job. Well, let's move on to, you know, the, we held the in memoriam for the relationships. Oh, and just thank you, Demi and Max, for those pictures of Max on the beach, like holding the engagement ring, like singing, writing a sad song. You know, one of my highlights of 2020, absolutely. Um, but in sadder news, we have lost a lot of celebrities this year, too. There have been some really tragic celebrity deaths. So, of course, Naya Rivera, Chadwick Boseman, Kobe Bryant, Kelly Preston, Alex Trebek, Regis Philman, Sean Connery, Kenny Rogers, um, Chrissy Teigen's, of course, lost her pregnancy, and Van Halen. Some, like, icons from the celebrity world have lost us today, and I think that, you know, of course, celebrities pass every year, but this one, they were a lot who were, like, in our hearts, like Alex Trebek, Naya Rivera's story was so sad. Sarah Huron, who hit you the hardest of celebs passing this year? I mean, I'll never forget covering Naya Rivera. That was really sad. And every day it was like waiting for an update and it was horrible. But I think Kobe, because it was at the beginning of the year, it was so shocking. We also lost his 13-year-old daughter. And he was just one of those guys that you kind of thought was invincible, like big athlete, such a big name. And it hit so many different people, a lot of basketball fans, obviously. And he, you know, even was an Oscar winner. Like, I just feel like that one really shook me. And it also like kicked off the year and everything kind of went downhill after that. Absolutely. That was a bad, bad start to it for us hearing about Kobe. Gwen Flamberg, what hit you the most of all the passings this year for the celebs? Definitely Kobe and Gianna. That day, it was the Grammys. It was like crazy. You know, Mm -hmm. we all work really hard on Grammys night. So for all of us to like get it up, to like keep on with just reporting on celebrity news. And for me, like, what are people wearing on the Grammys red carpet on that day when it, it was just such tragic news that hit everybody so hard? Um, that was the toughest. I mean, I do have to say, I'm kind of really in sync with Sarah on this one. Like, Naira Rivera also hit me really hard, mostly because she was a, the fact that, like, so mysterious what had happened to her. Um, and of course, you know, that Glee curse just felt, wow, it was, it was pretty major. What were some yeah. of your saddest moments, Trav? Oh my God. Naya Rivera was just so bad because we were waiting for so many days. Her son was involved. It was just like heartbreaking. But I think that hit me the most is Alex Trebek. Yeah. You know, we grew up, I grew up with Alex Trebek, like in my home. He is like America's dad. He was so smart. It was just like, he was sick for a while, but it was just really rough. But let's move on from these funerals and go on to some weddings. Because while 2020 was filled with all people we know canceling weddings left and right, there some celebrities still managed to jump the broom 
uh, in 2020. Let's see who our biggest ones are as soon as I find it. Okay, um, the biggest celebrity weddings of 2020, Bindi Irwin and Chandler Powell, ScarJo and Colin Jost, uh, Michelle Williams and Thomas Kyle, Lily Allen and David Harbour, Cynthia Bailey and Mike Hill, Stassi and Bo, Emma Stone and Dave, whomever, and John Cena and Shay were married. Now, I think my favorite one was ScarJo and Colin Jost. They rented out the stat- yeah, they they did on the Staten Island Ferry. It was all of the, you know, attention and everything went to Meals on Wheels. It was for a great cause. And it just seemed like a really cute 2020 wedding. Gwen, what were your favorite celebrity weddings? You know, I just loved in general that, like, there were people who were able to celebrate their love this year when, like, you know, for it was so relatable for so many people who had a wedding plan. Like it was kind of one of those great equalizers with celebrities where it was like, well, they can't, they can't do it either. You know, they have to kind of change their plans the same way that. So, you know, in one of those moments of like ultimate celebrity inspiration, I, I think that that the weddings were, were a really sweet one. Yeah, I also love Lily Allen and David Harbour's just because she wore that Dior dress and they got married in Vegas and like had in and out after. They're just such a quirky couple. And I think that was a really cute thing. And that little Dior dress was gorgeous. I think about it more than I'd like to admit. Sarah, you're on. What are your highlights of, you know, the wedding bells tolling? I mean, Gwen, I think what you said was beautiful, I but, I disagree. Beautiful, but I disagree. I like spectacles, <sighs> I like spectacles. several dresses. I want, you know, trying to get the grainy photos of the wedding. I live for that. So it was kind of sad, but it was fun, I guess, every once in a while to pop up and someone just tied the knot. I'm happy for all of these people. I got to go Stassi and Bo. You know, it, it, Stassi's problematic a thousand percent. I will never deny that. But as a Vanderpump Rules fan, we watched her date these horrible humans for so long. And Bo seems like a genuinely nice guy. They're pregnant, expecting a baby girl. Us Weekly broke that news. And it all kind of went down around her getting fired from this show when it was just like such a wild year for Stassi. She was one of those, like Aaliyah Michelle, who had like such a high, such a low year. And I think it shows a little bit about her maturity that she decided to do this low-key wedding when she's known as like Princess Stassi. So regardless of her being not the greatest human on the planet, which I will admit, I'm happy for her. Wow, Sarah Heron apologizing for Stassi's racist tweets. Here, you heard it here live. That's no, I com- not what happened. I completely agree with you that I, even though I don't watch Vanderpump Rules, I knew that Stassi was only dating tragic cases. And it's it's nice to see her found love, even like... People like that deserve someone to love. All right. Well, speaking of things that draw anger for us, Gwen, we're going to talk about some royal news this year. I'm going to read off the list of, you know, there were a couple things that happened this year in the royal news and here on this continent. Um, Of course, the royal exit, Megxit, as we like to call it. William and Charles both had COVID. There was Princess Beatrice's wedding. Princess Eugenie is pregnant. God bless it. Meghan and Harry moved to the States. They, you know, bought a lovely home in Santa Barbara. Their Netflix deal, Meghan's miscarriage, their podcast. I mean, royal expert Gwen Flamberg, what would you like to pluck out of this 2020 roundup? I mean, actually, something that you didn't mention, which was that Prince Andrew was exposed as being oh. part of the Jeffrey Epstein oh, case. Oh, God, I thought after our last episode, we could really do with a little less child molestation. But yes. <laughs> well, it just plays into, you know, poor Princess Beatrice for having to postpone her wedding. Huge bummer, except that in a way, I think it gave her a little bit of shelter from 
all of the news that we would be surrounding is Prince Andrew going to give her away, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you guys, all of our listeners know how I feel about Megxit. I just <laughs> sort of, you know, wish it would have been done a little bit more delicately, a little bit more transparently, but, you know, I'm all for everybody living their truth. Just be, um, you know, be a little compassionate to the people who look up to you. Fair enough. Sarah Huron, what are your favorite royal standouts? I cannot believe that Megxit was this year. I feel Isn't that like, wild? It feels like they've lived here for two years already. Right. And it was January when they kind of made that statement and it was so confusing. Like, what are they saying? Are they walking away? Like, what is this? And then it all kind of played out for real in March when they attended that last engagement and William and Kate like low-key snubbed them at the church. <laughs> it was also one of the last times we saw the Royals because it was right before Corona. And I think that was my favorite moment watching that live stream because I was covering like, because it was just supposed to be like, oh, it's Megan and Harry's last official engagement as senior Royals. Like, of course, we're going to watch it. And I was like, um, to the, I can't remember who was even next to me, but I was like, did you just see what I just see? Did they like totally ignore their hello? And I was like, wow, Royal snub. I watched it so many times. And as much as I want them all, you know, to get along and be the fab four, I don't think it's ever going to happen. So I liked seeing a little petty moment. Like that's something I would do. And I, Royals are just like, I agree that that petty moment of Kate like not saying hello <laughs> to Megan was really what dreams are made of here at Us Weekly. We love that stuff so, so much. And I think my favorite royal news was sort of around that, that William and Harry had this huge falling out over Meghan, over leaving the royal family. And then the resurfacing of the 1995 Diana tapes where she was allegedly extorted via her brother to do this crazy tell-all interview about her eating disorder and all these problems and William and Harry sort of rushing to her aid to preserve their mother's memory. And now we hear from sources that they are building their relationship back up. So we're a little closer to the Fab Four, but yeah, God bless that one January, like, don't look at me or talk to me, Megan. You are leaving us. All right, before we get into all of our favorite news, let's talk about engagements. All of the most lovely engagements this week, we got Gwen and Blake, Terrico Musa and Heather Ray Young, Hey Selling Sunset, Jenna Dewan and Steve Kazee, Amanda Bynes and the man only known as Paul, Brooklyn Beckham and Nicola Peltz, and Jeannie Mai and Young Jeezy. Sarah Huron, what are your favorites out of all of these? Um, I gotta go, Heather and Tarek. I was hoping um, you were going to. Of course, you know, Selling Sunset was one of the few things, a few things made my life in 2020. Jessica yep. Simpson's open book. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's it. Oh, everyone. <laughs> just kidding. Jessica <laughs> Simpson's open book. The, all the Bachelorette drama leading up to the Claire yeah. Tasha reveal. And Selling Sunset was a huge one of giving me joy in 2020 when there was not a lot. And while Heather is certainly not my favorite character, I loved that Us Weekly ended up playing like a role in season three because of our yes. coverage of them, because our readers are obsessed with Tarek. And I think it's also interesting how his Christina and Ant's marriage only lasted two years. Like there's a lot more there that we don't know. And I don't ever watch HGTV, but I wish I could get like a behind the scenes of like that, those four people, because I feel like mm-hmm. there's even more to it. I'm, I cannot wait for Selling Sunset season four and Heather to be walking around with that ring and putting it in everyone's face. Me too. The Selling Sunset, sell, selling sunset and Tarek drama is so LA, like how they have to hang out with each other and they're sort of like fake nice, but actually like really nice because they're all in the spotlight and happy with it. It's just peak LA hot. Hollywood live for it. Gwen, did you like any of these engagements this year? You know, no. 
Nothing really sticks out for me, honestly. I mean, Gwen and Blake, I was really happy, but I kind of felt like they've been engaged. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like a huge surprise for me, although, you know, that ring was pretty sweet. Twas, twas. Well, guys, 2020 was luckily full with a lot of celebrity news. So we didn't have to watch, you know, politics or pandemic news. (laughs) These celebrities were still running amok. God bless it. I'm just going to run down some of our favorite news stories that we have not talked about yet. Um, Ellen DeGeneres, her empire came crumbling down. That's what happens when you're mean to people. That is what happens when you're mean to people. That karmatic retribution came out and her right in a little booty and similarly leah michelle had sort of the same thing happen to her where she Karma's was got everyone's address it sure do and she you know sort of she didn't quite take a tumble but it was like sarah said earlier it was really tough that she got pregnant and everyone's like actually you are a raging bitch and we all hate you you were horrible to us you were racist you made everyone feel terrible it was sort of a wild moment some of the stories that came out like it's this is horrible but like i could not stop refreshing leah michelle's instagram when all of this was happening because people were commenting things that they allegedly experienced either working with her or meeting her as a fan and some of them were just so crazy like you can't imagine ever saying that out loud or thinking that about someone like there was this one girl who like played her and her she was like her extra or something yeah and leah michelle said she was ugly and cory monteith comforted her allegedly like (laughs) in what world like everyone was so unhinged in 2020 we were all just like dropping our truth bombs of like things we knew like that's i feel like what happened with ellen too like that was the worst kept secret in hollywood we all knew ellen was not a nice person but everyone was just like i'm done i'm stuck at home like i'm gonna spill my tea Faith with Vanderpump Rules being like, what happened to me wasn't fair. This isn't cool. And everyone kind of like seeking their own justice. It was crazy. Ooh, I like that intellectual take on this, Sarah. Um, That is lovely. Well, another news story that had us enraptured every single week, Aunt Becky heads to jail. And that guy who designed the cool line at Target went with her. Um, Lori and Massimo headed to the Slammer this week. And we're actually just a little bit breaking news here for this week. We uh, confirmed with the source that Massimo is in medium security prison. And they have like, it's sort of a COVID hotspot there. So he has been in solitary confinement almost all of his time Sarah you want to chomp at this bit get it can I just say first of all I left out um, getting to attend Massimo and Lori's virtual hearing over Zoom was another one of my highlights of the year and of course Mm -hmm. Olivia Jade on Red Table Talk finally almost getting the answers I want I was so close Um, but yeah wow that is crazy Massimo's son who you might not know even has a son his first marriage yeah. before Aunt Becky he had a he had a son so Olivia Jade and Bella's stepbrother was on Instagram like talking about how his dad is in solitary confinement and how he's not doing well and I was like oh god like this is you know it, this is corona times and can't commit a crime and expect it to always go so well we haven't heard much about Aunt Becky but I believe she's going to be out by the by the end by the new year yeah she's definitely going to be out by Christmas either like the day right before or the day after she will be back in time for Christmas we are hearing Gwen Flamberg, what are your thoughts on all of this? Uh, I wish Varsity Blues had caught on. I'm gonna. Say, how about you thought about the Varsity Blues scandal and the uh, impending jail? Can I just sentences? can I just say real quick? Also, what a plot twist of them to have pleaded not guilty for a year and a half and then randomly just be like, "All right, I give up. We're we're guilty now." <laughs> yep. Well, that that's very common in Hollywood too. I just loved the whole story because it was kind of like. You know, stars are just like us. It was the ultimate stars are just like us. If you do the wrong thing, it doesn't matter who you are, how much money you have, you are going to pay the piper, you know, and they Mm -hmm. just acted 
completely like they were above it. And that came back to bite them in the booty. Speaking of booty bites, Aunt Becky. Uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West definitely provided us with some fodder. And I feel like it's definitely going to go into 2021 with sources telling us now that they're living separate lives. Him not really showing up for her 40th birthday in the right way. And, you know, him just losing it on Twitter rampates. And, oh, yeah, running for president as well was <laughs> a really thing that strained their marriage. Uh, Gwen Flamberg, do you think they're going to make it through 2021? I highly, highly doubt it. But what I think was so amazing about this story in 2020 is that, again, it was kind of like the ultimate stories are just like us inspo. Kanye acted in such a way that he seemed to be in like a mental illness spiral. Yeah. Um, and Kim really went above board to to note that she was going to stick with him regardless. And I found that to be very inspiring because, you know, I think that's really relatable to a lot of people and especially during the pandemic when people were going through like some wacky moments in their own relationships. But, you know, I never really believed that these two could make it. This is sort of like they've been together way longer than I thought they would be. They have a lot more kids than I thought that they would have together. So let's see what happens, but it ain't looking good, kids. Sarah, what do you think? Chloe and Tristan are going to make it longer or Kim and Kanye? God, it's just, it's so sad that we're not going to see it on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It's really. Well, it'll be on Hulu. I know, but I don't think it's going to be the same. I think they're going to have even more control. I just, I don't know. I, that really upset me that Keeping Up with the Kardashians is leaving E, but I don't know. Kimye. It, 2021 should be interesting. We saw a lot of ups and downs with Kanye and his attempt to run for president and Kim kind of distancing herself from a lot of things he yeah. was doing. But I don't know. I don't think she's going to pull the trigger anytime soon. I think they're going to kind of keep up these separate lives for a while. Chloe and Tristan, I think by the end of his first season with the Celtics, they will be broken up. <sighs> Well, I think that it is a little bit of an indicator when your husband is running for president and you don't vote for him that maybe you aren't going to make it. Right? Yeah, I think when you don't vote for your own husband who's running for president, that is just a little bit of an indicator of foreshadowing. Well, Sarah, we're going to stick with you because the Bachelorette drama, which is usually wildly a little bit boring to me, it's very heteronormative and those people just, I just can't with them. But this year I was wildly raptured with Claire's hot mess of a season, everyone getting COVID, being kicked away, her pretty much finding the guy she's going to pick the first night. What were your favorite moments of the Bachelor Nation this year? I mean, I think my favorite moments was just sitting at our, sitting at home every day in August, seeing someone else pop up in Palm Springs and trying to figure out what the hell was going on and hearing about this Dale stuff because it was so much buildup. I mean, Peter's season, which also aired this year somehow, was really, yes, yeah, such a disaster from January to March. Um, and then we spent the whole, you know, next couple months just waiting for Claire's season. And then it ended up turning into Tasha's season. So the buildup was just crazy to me. I also actually loved watching the Claire and Dale episodes because it was just like, how is this possible? Like it was mind blowing. <laughs> Everyone on Twitter was being so funny. And then Tasha stepped up and she was a great bachelorette. You know, she had a lot of strong connections with these guys and she delivered a pretty, pretty intense ending herself. So it was quite the year for bachelor nation, but I'm ready to get back on the real schedule. We got Matt James, hopefully some paradise. 
you know, new bachelorette season, maybe if the Olympics ever come back and get that summer games dream they had. And I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm ready for more always. I think that uh, Claire and Tasha's season of The Bachelor were very uh, reflective of the year of 2020 in terms uh, of positive tests for COVID and just overall hot messiness. Um, Gwen, what are your favorite stylish moments of the year? Was there a particular haircut, a particular gown, some I gigantic mean, diamond that you loved? It was it was kind of a weird year for style news. We had the first round of um, red carpet season, right? So we yeah. had our Golden and Globes moments and our Oscars moments um, early in the year. Of course, Cynthia Erivo was like the huge oh, star yeah. of award season. She's like a little chameleon in terms of her fashion, but also her beauty. She wears and like her all different voice. color hair. <laughs> of course her voice the voice of an angel but i love that like she's not afraid when it comes to makeup um you know of course i gotta say the gift that kept on giving was um wap cardi b <laughs> and megan b stallions video for yes. wap was like an amazing style moment as well as of course pop culture moment but like that amazing hair and like those barely there outfits like everybody was talking about that all summer um of course you know britney spears's new short haircut that's going to go down as like it'll be in britney's you know her kinds of like evolution of how her and have kind of defined her mental state at the moment. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, Jennifer Lopez, she just continues to keep giving it to us. Her body is a wonderland. God bless it. Wasn't that Versace dress moment in 2022 where she walked in the no, recreation? It was 2019. 2019. Right. It was 2019, but it's the gift that keeps on giving. She did wear it again to um to an award season moment this past year as well. And like Lisa just, Rinna wore it too, thank God. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because, you know, we need it. We need that. We did. Jungle dress forever. I would wear it right now if anybody could see me. I'm glad you brought up Megan the Stallion because the body dance and there's also a video of yaddy, Lizzo. Yaddy, yaddy. Yes, that one. I definitely learned the whole dance. It's great. And I loved, there's a really great video of Lizzo playing the flute while Megan twerks to the beat of Lizzo's flute. And that was just, I think, a lovely moment in 2020. Thanks to Megan the Stallion and Lizzo for keeping it cute. Um, and, you know, I'd be remiss if we didn't at least touch on Joe Exotic and the exoticness oh he early it really i think when anyone remembers 2020 it would it's going to be the mulleted face of joe exotic and you know one of the most unique homosexual characters i've ever seen on a television show (laughs) and i think we all had no we all had all the time in the world to watch the tiger king so we were all sort of forced as a country to watch it and we're all convinced that this lady killed her husband and then we put her on a dancing show which i think is just fantastic it just sums up 2020 Everything that happened with Tiger King, all the shows that were popular this year would not have been popular if it wasn't for being stuck at home. I mean, Outer Banks, like I acted like I was like obsessed with these kids for a month. And looking back, I'm like, why did I do that? Like I bought merch. Oh, my God. For John B. Like I lost my mind this year. I I did John B. cosplay. I fell in love with Machine Gun Kelly. I fell in love with John B. Like who I became a Taylor Swift stan. Like I don't even know who I am anymore. 
I know it has been a strange year. Well, unless you guys have another 2020 moment that you just need to recap, I think we have seen the silver and gold linings through all the celebrities. And thank you guys so much for spending, you know, the free time that you should have a ton of because we're all just sitting here with the Us Weekly Hot Hollywood podcast. Of course, thank you to my half redheaded cast, Gwen Flamberg and Sarah Huron. Merry Christmas and, and happy. Holidays. Oh, we haven't had you singing for a while. I forgot to mute your mic. And do not forget that 2021, we will be back and we will be hitting you with the most recent news every week here on Better the Hot Hollywood. We will be back next year with more episodes of the Hot Hollywood Podcast. So, of course, like, subscribe, tell all your friends, tell whomever you kiss at midnight, say, hey, stop. You need to subscribe to the Speak the Hot Hollywood Podcast before I'm going to kiss you. Whatever you do, we just hope you come back and check us out. And we'll see y'all next year. Bye. Bye. Happy New Year. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro. Cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.